There is a brilliant pipe maker in Japan named Kei Goto. Along with the legendary Tokutomi and several others, Kei Goto is considered one of the best pipe sculptors of all time. And I particularly like him because he paid me the most peculiar compliment when we first met. It was at the Chicago Pipe Show a few years ago, and he was with other Japanese pipe makers, several of whom were dressed in traditional black kimonos with tabi socks and woven slippers, their long hair tied in a bun. After we were introduced, Kei Goto bowed and said, Ah, Mr. Newcomb, it is such an honor to meet you. I love your book. It is on my nightstand, and you put me to sleep every night. Well, I hope I won't put you to sleep with my reflections on pipe smoking, past, present, and future. I want to explore the issue of why any of us would still smoke a pipe in the 21st century when it is viewed as such an unusual thing to do, to say the least. There are even some people who regard it as dangerous and irresponsible, and if they had their way, it would be classified as a criminal activity. At best, society views pipe smoking today as a hopelessly eccentric and out-of-date pastime, completely at odds with modern manners, opinion, and decorum. It wasn't always this way. In fact, pipe smoking has been popular for many centuries. In the United States, our country has its roots in tobacco. George Washington was a tobacco farmer and John Adams a pipe smoker. During the American Civil War of the 1860s, soldiers on both sides were frequently photographed with pipes in their mouths. Our earliest images of Santa Claus showed a jolly man with a clay pipe. During the Roaring Twenties, most college men and their professors were pipe smokers. Then came the Great Depression of the 1930s when the pipe was the poor man's way to smoke because you only need one or two inexpensive pipes to smoke and pipe tobacco lasts a long time. Following World War II, the pipe was pictured with television and movie fathers in one show after another, including with Spencer Tracy in the original movie version of Father of the Bride. It is not surprising that the Washington Post once called pipe smoke the aroma of fatherhood. Norman Rockwell, a lifetime pipe smoker, was arguably the most popular American artist and illustrator of the 20th century, and his 322 cover paintings for the Saturday Evening Post have become legendary. One of his most famous paintings is his triple self-portrait, in which he is studying his face in a mirror and showing us the canvas on which he is painting, while we see the whole picture as if we were standing behind the artist. In the portrait on the canvas, Rockwell took off his glasses and smoothed out a few wrinkles on his face, but he kept his pipe firmly in his mouth, in his idealized vision of himself, where he shows the face he wants the world to see. He is clearly a proud pipe smoker. I became a full-fledged pipe smoker in 1978, but I was dabbling with a pipe a couple of years before that, trying to give up cigarettes. But at the time I was experimenting in 1976, the President of the United States, Gerald Ford, was rarely pictured without his pipe. The fact that he lived to be 93, longer than any other president in history, says a great deal about the relaxing benefits of moderate pipe smoking. But throughout the 1980s, 90s, and to today, the message has been that all smoking is bad. The commercial started by saying it is unhealthy, and ended by portraying it as pure evil. 
The rationale for this propaganda blitz was the very real damage caused by heavy cigarette smoking. But moderate cigar and pipe smoking were bundled with cigarettes as if they were all the same. The result is that all things tobacco have been condemned. Smokers have been ostracized. They have been demonized. They are today's lepers. It is difficult in most places to smoke at work or in a restaurant or even in a bar. Smoking on an airplane, are you crazy? 